Hello and welcome back to Last Guys Off the Bench, the podcast where you get expert NBA analysis from expert lifetime bench warmers. My name is Josh King, and as always, I am here with Darcy Fraley and Juan Aranda. Darcy, how are you, man? I'm good, man. It's good to see you guys. Happy New Year. Good to see you too. Juan, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Josh. Yeah, Josh, good to have you back, man. Talk that Draymond and, you know. Back on the pod. Got to stick my claim for Draymond as a Hall of Famer. Let's go. Iguodala, you know, having a renaissance season. Yeah, he's looking good. (laughs) We are recording this podcast on Friday, January 8th. We're halfway through week three of the NBA season. Uh, Many storylines have emerged as the entire NBA is shaking off a ton of cobwebs after an abnormal start to the year. Teams around the league have played at most nine games. Uh, some have played eight games. They've only played seven. So there's been such little basketball that's been played. And although the season is still a shortened one, there's still going to be um, so many more games and so many more opportunities to actually gleam some proper opinions on the status of the league. But Darcy like and Juan and I are here today to kind of sort through the noise, sort through the the real stories, sort through the the overreactions. So let's get to it, all right? Let's overreact. Let's overreact, hardcore. <laughs> um, let's start with the Pacers. Best team in the My league? My thoughts on the Pacers, I don't think are an overreaction. Yeah, are they one of the best teams in the league? They're 6-2 and two right now, sitting almost at the top of the East. I don't know, man. Those magic, you know? <laughs> No faults, though. No faults. Dude, I, so I've watched too many Pacers games. And I, I'm not really sure why. I guess they just, like, keep ending up playing somebody I want to see. Like, I watched them come back, come back against the Pelicans the other night, and that was a great game. Um, they were just playing somebody the other day, and they, like, ended up being really close. Like, watching Brogdon and Sabonis and Oladipo kind of looks back to his form, that's uh, it's a lot of fun, man. TJ McConnell off the bench, giving that energy, getting to people's faces, picking up people full court. I love it. Who's the coach now? It's uh, Nick Nurse's like nephew, or <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's like no, it's Nurse's like Nick Nurse's like uh, assistant from last year. I just can't remember his name. Yeah, Nate Nate Nurse. Nate Nurse. <laughs> um, it's Nate. It's is... Nate. It's Nate. Uh, it's it's a it's like Bjorkren. Nate Bjorkren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His second cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You think you think he wins the award for most googled coach this year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most people right. coach to one figure out who he is and two how to say his name. How to spell exactly. it? Yeah. Like okay, how do you not spell like this Pacers people, coach. Exactly. Not how, not like people searching up his name, but it's like who is Pacers coach or like how to say Pacers coach name. Who is Pacers coach? No, is probably a very very top one. It's gonna be the but the search is gonna be Pacers coach name question mark. Like that's how it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a full <laughs> sentence. It's gonna be. Pacers coach Nick Nurse nephew question mark. <laughs> All right, but for real though, um, Darcy, you already hit on how how Sabonis and Brogdon are firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, Brogdon is a man possessed. Um, Sabonis looks to be even better than what we saw last year, and and Oladipo. I don't want to say that he's back to his all-star form two years ago, but he's pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. And you've got kind of a three-headed monster out there in the East uh, with like those three leading the Pacers. And then beyond them, they're a pretty deep team. They have a lot of different guys that can step up on an elite basis. Uh, you have Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday. That Holiday duo is really kind of reliable. They're not, they're not necessarily exciting, but you can rely on them to do their part and maybe like um, – in addition to like TJ Warren when he's healthy, in addition to TJ McConnell, like all those guys can step up at any moment mm-hmm. to, to play a big role on any given random night when the team needs it. Yeah, they're pretty deep. I mean, and everybody, all those guys you mentioned can give you 20 minutes plus easily. Um, Sabonis, man, his, uh, like he's always been a great passer at that elbow and the free throw line. Um, he's starting to extend his range a little bit further to the three point line, but his post game is like, I don't know if he was just like working out with his dad all summer. Um, or whatever, or uh, all whatever, all fall. Um, but it, but it's gotten better. He's a, he's a stronger finisher. He's like drawing a lot more fouls. Um, he's drawing double teams, and he's again he's a gifted passer, just like his dad was. And then you have Brogdon. He's done really well. He's done really. Sabonis specifically has done really well 
even when he's played teams with like some giant centers. Yeah. So he's like, shifty. He he's really shifty, and he went against like he tore up the Knicks when they played the Knicks this year. They played the Knicks twice already, and and Sabonis wrecked them. Well, who's gonna and, guard him, right? It's like Mitchell or but, not Mitchell Robinson, I mean, uh, Randall. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have Mitchell Robinson though. You have Nerlens Noel. You have kind of you have. They're not, they're not, okay. Nerlens Noel and Robinson are both like respected defenders in the paint, right? I, that's all. all. Right. I'm not yeah. saying I'll anything res- more. I'll respect Mitchell Robinson. I won't yeah, yeah, respect Nerlens Noel. <laughs> I'll drink Nerlens to that. Noel is still, is still there. I'll drink to both of them being good defenders. And either way, I was just, I was impressed when I saw Sabonis not only match up well against like smaller lineups but then also be able to be in there and do his thing almost even more effectively against against some big guys clogging the paint and that's when some of his footwork has shined and that's when mm-hmm. that craftiness has really has really kind of shown through um he's been yeah. he's been awesome I, I i didn't know if he was going to get better this year i didn't know if he maxed out and was just going to stay the same but he has been mm-hmm. markedly better already well, he's like eating me, off of the misses of Brogdon and uh, Oladipo. Sorry, Juan, I mean to cut you off there, but yeah, he's like grabbing all those boards and putting them right back in. Like I saw Brogdon last couple of games I've watched. Like he he'll drive, draw a lot of attention, like a double uh, or some help on a on a drive, miss the layup very badly. It's almost like intentional. He's like bouncing <laughs> it off the backboard to him. It's like crazy. So who do you think is the best player on this team? Because McConnell. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's the tricky thing, though. And all right, so I have a follow-up as well. So if we can't decide on who is the best player, is it is it better or worse that there's not the best that there's not a best player? I think they have three all stars, dude. Oh yeah. And and uh, maybe maybe the question is best versus most important. So I think Oladipo still might be the best, but I don't I think don't he's know. the most important. I agree with that. I think Brogdon. I, I don't know. Sabonis is nasty. Oh, they're so good. Sabonis, Sabonis. Sabonis is a top thirty guy in the league right now, and Brogdon probably is too at this moment. Like, yeah, they Sabonis. remind me a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna homer it up a little bit, but they remind me a little bit of like the Spurs when Duncan was kind of past his prime, and it was like all three of them were contributing equally, and it wasn't. Doug McDermott is the Brent Barry. Exactly. That's actually very accurate. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a good count. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that, yeah, like that, that time where like it wasn't necessarily the Duncan show anymore. It was all three were putting up 20 points and on any night, one of them could, you know, get the job done. That's kind of what they look like. And honestly, that's probably the, that's probably the best position for all those guys to be in as well. I mean, I, I think any of those guys, like they have to be able they have to be performing better knowing that they don't have to be the guy individually night in and night out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'd be interested to see what it would look like if like, like what if Sabonis had his own team fully? Like what if Brogdon had his own team? I don't know. I don't know if they would be as successful, uh, but, but that's an interesting line to kind of draw in terms of where we think their talent is at and where we think their, their star caliber is at. Yeah. I think, I think they all play really well together though. Um, like I, I think Sabonis, you know, Sabonis is like a poor man's Jokic, I guess. You know, like he's he's probably close to as good of a passer. Um, you know, a little, little shorter. He doesn't score. He doesn't shoot the three as well. But um, I don't know. Like that's that's the team plays really well off each other. Like Brogdon and Sabonis are such good passers, and Oladipo is a good passer out of the drive, which he drives so well because he's so athletic. Um, uh, that's. It's a great team, man. I, I honestly think this team would come out of the East. Wow. I never would have I never would have thought that at the beginning of the year. I but they all seem to have taken a step up with Oladipo without Warren. Warren who was balling out in the bubble. I don't even know what you do with him because McDermott is playing really well right now in those minutes. And then you got the Holiday I mean, brothers. McDermott's playing well, but McDermott is not is not TJ Warren caliber. Well, yeah, but okay. That doesn't Darcy, mean I, I know you love I know you love the McConnell comps, <laughs> but like, let's be real here. No, no, no. Okay, so hear me out though. T.J. Warren's gonna want the ball a lot, right? He was taking all of those Oladipo shots. Where how does yeah, he fit he in? He's gonna be pissed, old. dude. McDermott doesn't need that. I mean, they're gonna change up the rotations though. Like they'll they'll have they'll have Warren running second unit stuff. They'll have they'll 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 they'll, they'll have they'll have all those guys on the floor together 
to close out a game and maybe to start as well, all those mm-hmm. like main four. But beyond that, they're probably going to be mixing things around a lot. Yeah. But does Boren... Um, we don't, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, does yeah. he want to be in the second unit, you know? Like, I could see him... He, I guess... In he's his he's head, the Jeremy Grant proved... syndrome. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's, he's going to want to put up 20 points on a bad team. <laughs> I don't blame but him. He's good like, enough to do it, so... I. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know where he fits anymore um, because I think uh, when he gets back into this rotation, he might be too good for the minutes that are out there for him. But if he buys into Josh, to your point, like if he buys in and he's willing to do some second unit stuff, same with Oladipo, um, and then that second unit is like running with him, leading it, and you get the Holiday brothers and McDermott, like that team is super deep, super deep. They're super deep, like super deep. How deep? It's like two U's and super deep. Mm, that's pretty mm. deep. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> moving past the the super analysis there. Um, super. We think the Pacers are real, and we think they're going to be like legitimate playoff contenders um, once the end of the season comes around. Um, I think early on in the season this year, in particular. A lot of teams who have consistency, who have consistency from last year, who have uh, like similar roster, similar coaching staff, um, just teams that don't have a lot of changeover. Those teams have been and are going to be much more successful early on in the season, right? That makes sense with like a shortened off season and stuff like that. The teams who who don't need to figure it out as much are going to be better. And the Pacers very easily could be one of those teams. And like maybe right now the Pacers are a little overperforming because they have that consistency. And once the rest of the league catches up, they might fall off a little bit. I don't think that will happen. But if we think about the East, what other teams do you think are like overperforming or underperforming right now? Um, I mean, I feel like the Magic are for sure overperforming. I feel like the Knicks are for sure <laughs> overperforming. I feel like the Cavs are for sure overperforming. Um, and I think, I, I don't know, I, I'm starting to get a little worried, but I feel like Washington is definitely underperforming. I think like they have to bounce back to the mean, right? Like, I feel like they have to, I'm scared about Toronto. I feel like they might just be a bad team this year. I don't know. Toronto's done, man. Stick that fork. Yeah, let's, let's break this down team by team. Let's start with Toronto because I think they're the most interesting question right now because they've been, they've just been really, really bad this year. Um, Every time, like, I think a game's going to come through and I think they're going to turn it around, but they look worse. and <laughs> They're not getting better at all from game to game. And they're sitting at one win and six losses right now. So they're at the, basically the very bottom of the East. That's brutal. They've, they've also had a tough schedule, though. So I think uh, they lost against New Orleans, and I think we've seen I – don't, I don't think New Orleans is going to be an easy out any, at any point, even if they're going to be a middling West team. I think the Spurs are playing pretty decently, so, okay, whatever, you lost that one. They played the Sixers and they lost. I mean, they lost to Boston. They lost to Phoenix. Like these are all teams that you know. If they were spaced out, you'd be like, yeah, okay, those are those are fair losses. You've just played really hard teams, you know, or yeah. maybe at least some really hard teams and some tough teams. I don't know. We'll see how they do whenever the schedule lines up a little bit. I think. Yeah, you think I think that there might be. Go ahead, Dodge. Sorry. I don't know. I was just gonna say. I, I think they'll they'll be some. They'll probably end up close to five hundred. And on the fringe of making the playoffs. And if you're including the nine and 10 seed or whatever they're doing with the playing this playoffs, then they'll probably make it. There's still enough talent on that team that they, it should be fine. But I, I don't think they're the formidable force that they were without Abaka and without Gasol. We haven't seen those other bigs on their team step up in the same way um, with a Baines and with uh, Bush. I thought Boucher was going to have a much better. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I thought that guy was going to have sure. a much better. Um, at least start to the year, Boucher, yeah. Because uh, I really like him. Well, he's just, the thing with him, I think he's going to have his moments. He's just going to be up and down and streaky. And yeah, he's young. When you, when you see him, when they played the Sixers and and you saw, like, Toronto have to square up against a huge center like Embiid, mm-hmm. like, Boucher is not a part of the game plan in those moments because he can't hang with those guys. But yeah. when, when Toronto does play, like, a smaller team, that's when Boucher can actually get some work. And that's when he is going to shine. But even when he has those opportunities, it's probably still going to be very up and down. Yeah. And Siakam still doesn't look right. You know, he hasn't looked right since March. 
Um, what I, is, I feel like he's been a little broken. What is Pascal Siakam? Like, is he is he a number one option on a team? Is he that guy? No, not on a winning team, I think. I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel like if he's your number one option, and I don't even know if he's your number one option right now on that team. Like, if at the end of the game, they're not going to Siakam. Uh, we saw that in the bubble. But if he was, I, yeah, that's not a playoff team. He can be your best player say, on, on a borderline playoff team. I think he's above the Grant line, but not <laughs> as high as we thought. I agree with that. I think that's real. Yeah. Uh, the Jeremy Grant line. Right, well, you got well, to explain that because I'm going to put that at the end of the pod. Yeah, I say we just start, you know, with a cold open, man. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it in. <laughs> Oh my god! Cold open, last guys off the bench edition. Here we go. But I do uh, think they play Sacramento today, right? So I think that'll be a good uh, test to see if they're like, you know, losing to good teams, but or they're like just bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some of those other teams that we mentioned in the East. Um, let's, let's talk about, about let's talk about the let's talk about the Wizards. Yeah, Wizards are two and six right now. They've had a tough start to the season. Um, They've already had a couple injury problems. Uh, Rui Hachimura missed a couple games to start the year. Russell Westbrook has already dislocated his finger and is, mm-hmm. is out possibly for a game or two. Um, David Davis Bertans has been on a minutes restriction because of some conditioning problems because he had a shortened off season. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stuff in flux with this team. And all of that leads me to believe that the Wizards are actually way better than they are playing right now. I'm not saying that they've like lost games they should have won necessarily like they they've rightfully lost because they've been bad but they're not actually this bad and they're going to trend up mm-hmm. those are my thoughts i'm also a bias Wizards fan what do you guys think i think they make the playoffs they're like you can't have beal and westbrook both on the same team in the eastern conference and not make the playoffs that's just i'd be really shocked if they don't turn it around and figure it out bradley beal bradley beal is not seen an all nba case to start this year so far he's been yeah He's been bananas. He's been out of this world. And Westbrook's been good too. And Thomas Bryant, he's been good. So I haven't. Thomas Bryant has been good. Um, what's happening, Josh? Like, I they're so, putting up good numbers, but I don't know why they're losing. <laughs> they can't play defense, and that's why they're losing. The reason is defense right now. Um, mm. Honestly, it. <laughs> when I've been watching these these games, it looks like the Wizards are just like chasing people around on the floor like a bunch of elementary schoolers like there is no defensive system there is no defensive structure these guys are completely incapable of playing defense the the Sixers put up like over 80 points in the first half on 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 the Wizards like two nights ago I I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards actually give up 100 points and a half at some point this year because it's been awful um and I don't know how that gets fixed because Mm -hmm. I don't think Scott Brooks is capable of teaching team defense. And until you can teach team defense, which is very hard to do, you need guys on the floor who can just step up and play it and set that tone. And the Wizards don't have any of those defensive staples to build around. So I do think that's going to be a problem for them all year. But I just, I just, I still think they're going to kind of mesh together in a much better way to help alleviate some of those defensive issues and even get better on offense as well. So hopefully they can just outscore some teams that they're going against. Yeah, I think – um, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think if they pick up the pace um, and just almost uh, a la all of the Suns, you know, I, I know that would be kind of slow for today's game, but, like, give up the layups and just keep it running, um, keep it moving, because defensively, yeah, they're terrible. They have no scheme. I, You know, it's honestly – it's fireable for Scotty Brooks. It's like embarrassing. Gotta go. Um, I also, with such a compressed season, if Westbrook is consistently going to keep sitting out back to backs, like that's going to be tough, right? Because there's so many this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I know they were, they've been trying to get away from them for the past few years, but trying to fit so many games in such little time, everyone's playing a ton of back to backs. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of games that you'll be without, you know, your second best player. Hey, Kawhi finally played his first back-to-back game in what, like six years? Whoa, check his temperature. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so may- maybe there's some hope, though. Maybe some of these guys are going to push through some of these old restrictions. I don't know. 
And I think Westbrook would be somebody who who will do that, especially as the season goes on. So maybe he's just trying to get his footing because I, I don't think that's something that he would choose to do as opposed to Kawhi, who I think does choose to do that. And why is he not playing back-to-backs? Like, I didn't understand it. it you know, it didn't make sense. He's not that old. <laughs> I don't think it's a conditioning thing. I think it's, I think it's just like injury management. He's had some knee problems. Like he's gotten – He's been a guy who's gotten like in the office in constant scopes on his knees and mm-hmm. things like that. I think it's just trying to manage some of those kind of more long-term fussy injuries that aren't ever super severe, but are still always there. Um, yeah. So like, it's, I don't know, it's going to be tough for them uh, with this hole they sort of dug themselves into, but check it out. These are their next eight games. So their next four to start off are Boston, Miami, Phoenix, and Utah. And I can Oof. totally see them dropping all four. Yeah, right? that's really tough. But their four after that are Detroit, Cleveland, Cleveland, and Charlotte. Oh, there's so a like light there, at the end they, of the tunnel. Yeah. They have to split those, right? They have to finish those eight games four and four and then yeah. you know go from there. I think if we do see them split those games and come out of that eight-game stretch, like just at 500 um, – that's definitely a positive sign, but if they can't do that, then I think that is indicative of how their season is going to go. And if they don't come out of those eight games on top, then then they're not going to turn it around at all in the season. Or if they do, it's going to be way too late. Yeah, if they, if you start like what would that? Let's say they go two and six in those eight, and then near four and uh, four and fourteen, four and, four and twelve, four and fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rough, man. You're already a quarter, not a quarter, but close to a quarter way through the season. That's tough. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Let's or Juan, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, yeah, that's a that's a quarter of the, the way through. That's like such a big hump to get over, yeah. you know. It's so weird the season is so shortened. Like I know it's shortened, but in my head I still can't wrap <laughs> around like like I mean that it's actually only 10. is a quarter of the year. Yeah. Well, and this so like to that point, like this is I feel like this team is like in a normal season, I'd say 45 wins. So I guess in this season you'd say 39 39 something like that they gotta get there dude the the, you just you have two people who like again are borderline all nba westbrook just made the all nba team regardless of how we all feel about them and then beal like you said is making that case like they gotta put it together what do you think of that rookie dude before we jump off the wizards denny yeah i really like him i like him i think he's gonna be serviceable i don't think he's gonna I don't know. I, we talked about how he could be like a dark horse rookie of the year candidate, and maybe yeah. some of that changes as time goes on. I don't know if I've seen that from him, um, but I, I've seen a very reliable rotation guy. You know, like yeah. I've, I've seen somebody who can who can handle his like minutes on this team and 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 be a consistent presence on the court. Yo, is Ish Smith getting minutes? Is he is he part of the rotation? He's getting minutes. He was a little bit. He's getting minutes, but they have been trending more towards Raul Nato over Ish Smith because Nato's <sighs> been shooting the hey, Nato's been shooting the ball well. He's the hot hand right now. And We've I had know, both on I know the Sixers. I know it's not a good name, but Nato has been actually playing fairly well and like hitting some shots from deep. Uh so Ish has been trending down because of that, but he's still around. You know, so I want to say this about both of those players. One, Sixers, they're on the Sixers, good for them. Ish plays really, really hard, handles the ball really well, can get to the hole and get somebody open. He's always been that way on any team I've ever watched him play. He doesn't get enough minutes, I think, for the teams he's on, especially with Westbrook sitting back-to-backs. Nato, he was a downgrade from McConnell. That's all I'm going to say. So a downgrade from uh, best player in the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you settle for LeBron, you know, type of thing. <laughs> the LeBron line. The Jeremy Grant line. I'm sticking to the Jeremy Grant line. That's a good one. The is new he, Mendoza. So he's below the Grant line? NATO? Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. like way below. The, yeah. He like makes his own line. I don't know. I don't know where he is. He is shooting well, though. Did he free- oh, okay. I, I froze for a second, yeah. All right. I was like... What was happening? Yeah, my connection. Hey, let's use this opportunity to move on. We spend way too much time on the Wizards. Let's talk briefly about the Magic, who we mentioned as like a hot start team. Who I think we can all agree we don't think is gonna be this hot all season long. Is that is that correct no. to say? Especially now. Yeah. Yeah. They're without Fultz and, and without Jonathan Isaac, who they had already lost. I mean, 
Yeah. Break the news, Darcy. Uh, Fultz tore his ACL. What a bummer. I've been there, Fultz. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get back up. It's all right. But he was having a good year, though. He was looking good. No. And they really he need him. Like really yeah. He looked like a first overall pick. Uh, he looked like a first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lottery pick. <laughs> but like in yeah. the 10 to 14 range. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but he was playing well. You know, I think mm-hmm. uh, from the low, from like, if you compare it to where he was drafted, it's still not good enough, right? But if you look at it from his lowest point, like the strides he made were incredible. I think mm-hmm. uh, he definitely found a spot in the league and it was looking like, yeah, he's going to be a starter for most of his career, at least, you know, like that would be the floor based on what mm-hmm. we saw. It's uh, it's sad, you know, um, hopefully he comes back from it and is able to play at the same level or a similar level next year, you know? Uh, but yeah, with that injury and then, like you said, without Isaac already, I think uh, it's going to start tumbling down from here. I mean, we're going to see a lot of uh, we're going to see a lot of now that Fultz is out and he's not going to be running the floor. We're going to see a lot of point Vucevic. We're going to see a lot of point Gordon happening. I mean, Vucevic isn't going to be actually be like bringing the ball down the court, but he'll be doing yeah. a lot of like running the floor out of the post, like Jokic does. Um, and we saw a lot of that at the end of last year as well. The mm-hmm. the Magic were running a lot of those sets and having the ball in Gordon and Vucevic's hands a lot at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those like that can work and they're both they're both guys who can like handle that role adequately but it does seem like the magic are just going to be too devoid of some of their major talent pieces yeah and gordon and vucevic are borderline all-stars those are really good players so but yeah you know with what who's the third best player fournier who's right now get you 18 that's true terrence ross is having a great year so yeah i mean can Cole Anthony pick up the slack from Fultz? Can Michael Carter-Williams fill in for Cole Anthony? Uh, you know, I like Cole Anthony, so maybe maybe he can give you some good minutes and and control a little bit of that pace and step it up. Another Rookie of the Year, Dark Horse. If he gets to the – honestly, yeah, Rookie of the Year often ends up going to the guys who get the minutes. And if yeah. Cole Anthony steps into 30 minutes a game because Fultz is no longer in there, like that yeah. – who knows? Who knows? Well, and you would have said, you know, before last college season, like, I, I guess, was he a freshman at UNC? But before that season, I, he probably would have been a top five pick if he was able to come out of high school. Yeah, that's where he was protected. Yeah, he was nasty. Yeah. Uh, so he's still nasty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't mean that, you know, in the past Yo, is tense. He on the, is he on the waiver wire? Can I pick him up or is he on a roster? <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> I got I to gotta start sit question for you guys. Let's, let's take Go a moment for, for this right now. All right, so I have Blake Griffin, right? <laughs> you all know that's how it. I feel about him right now. That's it. Okay, yeah, that's how I feel. I have him on my bench right now. So here, I'm going to name a few people right now. All right, I have to start. I have to sit one of these people, Blake Griffin, Kyle Anderson, uh, DiVincenzo, Batum. Yeah, those, those ones. Batum, DiVincenzo, Anderson, and Griffin. I mean, how well is Batum playing? Like, is he really outplaying he's, Griffin he's at this con- point? Yeah, he's playing pretty consistently. Wow. So the thing is, if 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 Kawhi oh, and Paul George, so my my like honestly, if Kawhi and Paul George are both playing tonight, sit Batum. Oh, okay. If, but he closes with them, man. He plays the four for them. Like they all, all three of them are playing, like at the same time when they play. Isn't it crazy that we're thinking about? Nicholas Batum like, is terrible. I don't understand why. He... Batum has <laughs> been the so worst washed, player dude. in the league with one of the worst contracts in the league for the past like <laughs> ten seasons, but he's yeah. only been in the league for like five. Yeah. And... Well, the ones that you're thinking, yeah, the last five are all with Charlotte. He signed that terrible contract with that. Yeah. Well, it was, was, it was fine at the time. He was he was good in Portland. He was worthy of the contract, and then he got there, and he every year declined significantly. Like he was in his mid thirties. I think he's only like yep. thirty one. He's really young. He's really young. <laughs> he looks like he's 38. He looks like somebody I'd see at the Y. He's a little little round right? in the middle there. Like that old guy that's, you know, still got the stroke. That's what he looks like, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's he can give you a few boards. Throw some wild-ass pass. Yeah. Crazy. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll second Josh's opinion that if – I don't know. He, I looked at his stats, and he is putting up points, right? His low is like 20, so that's a good floor to have. Yeah, right. All right. Just drop Blake already, dude. Drop him. I'm trying to trade him. 
I've been off. I've been telling you I'll trade you for Blake Griffin since you were telling me you wanted to drop him, but you're just like, nah. All right, I'm going to take a look at your team then. All right. Send it my way. All right. Who else in the East? All right. Who else we got? Let's bring things. I was thinking, can we move to the West? Yeah, let's move to the West. Sure. We only took by Cavs and Knicks. Yeah, the Cavs and Knicks are not going to be this good. They're going to fall apart. We all know wait, it. Wait, Thibodeau's... Better record, Knicks or Hawks at the end of the year? Ooh, Hawks. Hey, I bet Hawks for the under on their win total this year. I have to stand yeah. by that. I have to bet on them falling apart and just really kind of uh, going down into the dirt. So I'm, I'm taking Knicks. Knicks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Knicks, which is crazy. I can't believe I'm saying I, that. I don't though. feel good about it because I like the Hawks have a much more talented roster, but you know, let's let it ride. I mean, it's early, but they have a the Hawks have a much better point differential, you know. So that's true. The Haw- and the Hawks have a they have a really good. I like their roster a lot. Defensively, they're a mess, but like offensively, it's a good, it's a good squad. I feel like that's going to be one of those teams where you're, you'll tune in to watch. Like they'll be fun to watch, you know. Oh, they're league pass the Hawks. Yeah, I've, I've watched them a couple times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, hey, let's All move right. on to the West. Actually, though, jump us um, over. Juan, Juan, I want to hear about the Spurs. I want to hear about your thoughts. So far, the Spurs are four and four. They started off with two wins to start off the season um, against the Grizzlies and the Raptors. Um, those looking back seem like pretty easy wins. And then the Spurs went on a four game losing streak after those two, but then they've come back and to get the record up to four and four, they've, they've won two straight in LA. They've beat the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh, so they've been up and down a lot already in the short season. And Juan, what do you, what do you think about them? What are your thoughts? So I think there's two interesting things. Um, one outside of their blowout loss to um, Utah, the other three losses were decided by six points or less, but their wins are also decided by like five points or less. So I think that's going to be them all year. They're going to lose close games and win close games. I think they're going to finish like an even 36 and 36, but they also didn't have Aldridge for four games. Um, so with Aldridge on the floor, they're three and one. And Looked good yesterday. He's playing really well. Uh, yesterday was his best game of the season so far. Mm-hmm. He put up 28 points, but Nonetheless, like he's still really important. And I think he's 34, 35. He might be 35 already. And he's still playing really well for his age. You know, uh, he's not, he's not an all-star anymore, but you know, how many 35 year olds are going to be, you know, putting up 19 and seven a game efficiently. Right. So that's, that's all you can ask for. They're just, I was telling Darcy this last time, like their guys are still too young to be like ultra competitive. Right. And DeRozan and Aldridge aren't the star power to take that roster over the, over the hump. So I think they'll be a middling team. I think they'll be fun to watch if you're interested in close games and they're going to lose them and win them. They do have some upward trajectory though. Like, I mean, Aldridge is going to, is back now and is going to be getting better and back in the game shape again. Derek White is still injured for them. He refractured his toe or something and he's going to be missing some more time, but mm-hmm. he's going to probably pop back into the starting lineup once he's back around. Um, yeah. There are positive things, positive things in store. Keldon Johnson, yeah. love that guy. He's, He's nasty. Really well. Yeah, um, Dejounte Murray looks good. Eubanks he looks so good. Eubanks doesn't get PT right now. <laughs> I know. I like Eubanks um, though. Yeah, me too. But when he does play, he's like you know, just like a little. Uh, what's the bunny? What Energizer bunny? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's a it's a fun roster. The young guys are playing well. What's interesting is they like notoriously don't play their rookies. But with White out, uh, Devin Vassell, their uh, pick, he was the 11th pick in the draft. He mm-hmm. has carved out a nice little role for himself. Which yeah, he is looks rare. good. Um, so I think they're probably going to, you know, incorporate him more as time goes on. So it'll be interesting. Um, I think they want Derek White back, but I don't know how long it'll be with that new fracture. Yeah, when they get Derek White back, they're pretty deep. That's a 8-9, 10-man rotation. Um, it's like a like legitimate was, eight, nine, ten man. Like yeah, you can count adults, all those guys. Adults playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grown men. <laughs> Grown men. Uh like that, you know, they might squeak out. I could see them getting to 38. 38 and 34. That's 39 and 33. I would take that. Uh, and at that point, you might make you might get the nine or ten seed. I don't think you get the eight seed with that in the last, but would be close. I wonder how it's gonna pan out, right? Because like what if it's such a bloodbath? Because, like, right now, four and four, there's, like, eight teams that are four and four, right? Yeah. What if it's such a bloodbath that, like, 
the seven through 10 are barely at 500, you know, where like everyone's just taking L's uh, left and right mm. because they're all so competitive. So I don't yeah. know. I, I think, you know, if you, if you finish five wins above 500, even four wins above 500, you'll be right there. You know, yeah. like, I think that'll be like a seven seed. Yeah. They're good enough for it. I mean, everything I've, I've watched them a couple of times. I watched them play the Clippers and Lakers the past two, those two games. They look good. So they're, they're capable. They just need to get uh better defensively. And you know what I love is, and I haven't they seen do. It they're the like terrible game. on defense. I think their point differential is like minus seven or something, minus six or something wild. It's minus two. <laughs> oh, but is it? It's only oh, yeah, maybe when but, I looked. Yeah. Um, before the two wins, it was like minus nine, but that's because they they lost by twenty to the Jazz. But, but so before that, all their that's games fair. were decided within ten points. Yeah. But what's what I really like is Pop is like fired up again because last year, if they played bad, like he just was just kind of like moping around on the sideline, and now. If they mess up on defense, he's like yelling and like lighting them up. Like get like he's angry again. And I'm he's back. <laughs> yeah, like before, you know, it was, if it was just one bad play in a game where they're winning by twenty, he'd call timeout and like rip him. And he's like doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I so, wish Scotty yeah. Brooks would do that. Are they? Are they? Uh, yeah, right. I think they really need to fire <laughs> Scotty Brooks, dude. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, He's like, so, Brooks he's tried like, to do if, if Brooks tried to do that, the team like wouldn't even come off the court for the timeout, they would just like not look <laughs> at him, they would, just, <laughs> they would just stay there, dude. They need Nick Nurse's like fourth cousin, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, Nate, and uh, like I don't know, I don't have another Nurkic, <laughs> yeah. Nurkic, yeah. Uh, dude, Juan, what do you think? Um, I, I kind of could see the Spurs making a trade. And maybe it's not Aldridge and DeRozan. Maybe they keep those two and they trade two of their younger guys for something, um, some some all star, borderline all star guy. To, they never make do a that run. though. They're not I know that they, team. I know. they don't make those moves. I know they don't. Okay, so don't. hear me out. Hear me out here. Um, uh, this might not be a good example. Like Old Depot, somebody like that. What are you gonna seize? Like, what are you gonna seize in this moment with that trade though? Like, what is that gonna do? Pop, to it's actually... like one of Pop's last years. Like. I mean, uh, but, but realistically, are they? Is that going to propel them to the top of the league? Like, no, not... no, 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 no. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to contend for a championship out here. Just uh, and why they get trade? <laughs> why not? I mean, okay. Would what would it take though? Because like, would the Pacers take Lonnie Walker and Dejounte Murray for Oladipo? Yes, I bet they would. Because I think that's a fair trade. But I, I think don't know that's if a fair trade. Pacers are interested in. And again, like, are you really losing much getting rid of those guys? Like, I, I like both of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I just, a, I'm a DeJounte believer. Yeah, DeJounte, this year. he's so good. Oh, also, I'm calling it now. DeRozan's going to be an all-star. He's playing dude, lights out. seven assists, man. He's, like, crushing it. He's a, he's, a, he's a top 30 player this year. That's why I said the bonus was. But, like, yeah. DeRozan's also yeah. a top 30 guy. I think it's, it's interesting, right? Because before, in, like, our preseason pod, we were – when we talked about the Spurs, it was like, well, what kind of role is DeRozan going to have? He's going to step back because that's what we saw in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But like DeJounte is getting his own. Lonnie Walker's like feasting off of those assists. DeRozan's still putting up 25, 5, and 5 consistent or 25, 6, and 7 consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's having a hell of a year. I think he'll be an all-star. Ultra uh, especially efficient. if they're winning. Yeah. What? Ultra efficient. Like, I mean, it really like yeah. he's like just crushing it just like he was in the bubble. Carried over. If they're if they have an even record at the All Star break, he'll be an All Star. Yeah. Or whenever yeah. voting. Speaking, speaking of the bubble, let's 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 move on to some other teams that I think are off to a slow start because of their deep runs in the bubble. Um, I think teams like the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets, who who are both not playing their best basketball right now, they both look tired, they both look exhausted, and not in game shape. They're also both teams that played some really hard series late into the playoffs in the bubble. Um, do you think – what do you think about the Mavericks? What do you think about the Nuggets? Do you Dude, think they're going to turn things around? Dallas is really missing Seth Curry. I know that sounds crazy. And J.J. Barea. Like, just the ball-handling relief. They, just, they don't have it. Josh Richardson is, a, well, their, is their backup. We saw that in Philly. Like, he's not – that's not who he is. He's a 3-and-D guy. Um, I will say Trey Burke has been some time due to injury, and Trey Burke's going to help fill some of that role once he's back and healthy. Yeah, he'll put the shots up, that's for sure. 
He's a good but like Berea, I, I believe Curry. I believe Curry, but Berea, like Berea gave them 16, they, 17 minutes where he could handle the ball and they could have brought him back though. It's not like they I know. were suitors. No, no, no. I, I know, I know. I'm not again, I'm not saying he was like ultra important. I just feel like on a day-to-day basis, on a game-to-game basis, right? Not in the playoffs, just right now. It's like giving, you know, it's like Josh said, like through this late run they had in the bubble. But they could use a little help just like handling the ball putting a lot on Dante's shoulder to like, just kind of like run the whole team for 48 minutes. I just when beyond that, that Dante also looks, Dante himself just, he kind of still looks tired and out of shape a little bit. Like he, yeah, too many he's not ready to play. How much of a difference will it make? Cause he's not a ball handler, right? But he can, he can run the offense a little bit. Um, how much of a difference is going to make in terms of that particular problem that you're identifying Darcy when uh, Chris steps is back. Hmm. They'll be better overall, right? But I think that, be... yeah, I think that'll help just a lot with the scoring because that's also been an issue. I, I feel like they can't, I don't know, they, they have a lot of issues I, now that I'm thinking of it. Like their defense isn't that great, they're not scoring the ball as efficiently as they need to. But if you look at their roster up and down without Kristaps, it's not surprising, right? Like, who's hey, their fifth leading scorer? Stops when you have Maxi Kleba, that's what I was gonna say. I was, I was trying to think of who, like, who was their fourth leading scorer, Kleba? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> The team's not as deep as, as you think it is. Uh, Donch is just yeah. that, is that special. Um, and I definitely think they miss Kristaps. Like, even just throwing it at the – Kristaps was giving you 25 to 30 a night last year. Well, and the big thing with them, they, they didn't make many moves this offseason. Mm-hmm. And part of that was because they were trying to kind of plan ahead and hope that they could pull some for Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. Here, right? So – Granted, Giannis signed his long-term contract. I think it's safe to assume that he's going to be staying in Milwaukee, and the speculation about like if he's going to move should definitely be dwindled a ton with that contract, even though we've seen crazy things happen before. But like, I wonder if I wonder what Dallas is thinking as they look back and they see that they have basically the same team while missing some pieces that were important last year. Like, I just wonder what they're thinking and what their stance is. I wonder if they think they have a shot at the title or if they need to make moves. Yeah, you need a healthy Kristaps for that shot at the title for sure. And I still think they need moves, man. Um, like, I, I mean, like Finney Smith Dantrich, on the edge. Doncic is great, like, right? And Doncic can propel a team through a playoff series. Oh, for but sure. You kind of – you have to get there first, right? Like, you have to get yeah. to the moments first. Like, you can't – It's a long season, man, and they, and they just yeah. don't have the help. They, they're not deep. You know, we've said a bunch of, like, we were just talking about the Spurs. They're 10 deep, right? Grown men. Like, they don't have anybody who's like this Dante Murray. <laughs> they would kill for Lonnie Walker man. right now. They would kill for Keldon Johnson. Dude, I'm telling you, man. These, just like the success they've had in the past three drafts is crazy. Like, even yeah. for the Spurs, it's ridiculous how, how much they've lucked out. It's luck at that point. Yeah, it's luck that they fell to them and then, you know, knowing, yeah. doing your own scouting. To do it that consistently, like you're doing something right. That's true. I don't know. All right, so Dallas Dallas is a little limited. Dallas is kind of in trouble. They're not like a write-off team, but they're not they're not necessarily the favorite. They're not, they're not the favorite to come out of the West, right? When does Kristaps come back? So, uh, next month. No, they said well. Okay, the last that I read, he was practice. He he was full participant in practice, like right at the new year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It should be like any day now. I mean, I don't know what they're waiting for, but they're saying he's running. He's like running and playing with the team. So yeah. Know. So here's a quote from what is it? it's January eighth. So January sixth um, from Carlisle. He looked good. Looks really good the whole time in relation to what the given threshold is. Everything from post surgery. Oh, you guys still hear me? Sorry, I lost. Yeah. Yeah. You were? Cool. Okay. Uh, everything has gone without issue. Uh, we're talking sometime in the next week, week and a half, if all things continue to go well. So he's coming back soon, which if it was another month, I don't think they'd make the playoffs. Wow. So do you guys, what I'm confused about, so Luca's on his rookie contract, right? So theoretically, like, they should have cap space. Yeah. Yeah, Now's like, the time, right? Now is the time. Because yeah. I understand that they gave Chris Stapps a max, right? But look, most team with the way you know the uh, the salary cap is now, most teams can afford two max contracts, and then you have to like fill it out with you know minimums and all that stuff, right? 
But right now they only have one max contract. Where's their money going that they, they didn't like spend in free agency? Well, you missed, uh, I think it stepped away. Josh was just talking, we were talking about um, how they were kind of like angling for Giannis. And they were kind of holding oh, off there. Yeah, but... um, so yeah, they... <laughs> so now that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think they absolutely need to make a move this offseason or at the trade deadline if somebody comes available um, that they could really use there. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I hope they do it. Uh, let's yeah, move. Let's move on to. Um, let's move on to Denver, who was the other team we mentioned in the West. Um, Denver has started off the season with three wins and five losses. Um, they've they've honestly they haven't beat any great teams so far. They've beat up one like Minnesota and some bottom of the barrel teams, but they 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 haven't had a great game against a great team. And Denver. I mean, Juan, you you thought Denver was going to be one of the favorites to make it out of the West, correct? I did. I pre- I picked them as my uh, team to come out the yeah. West. Um, I think I did say that I wasn't expecting Bubble Murray, but I just thought this is it, right? They were already two years ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. So in theory, this is the year where, you know, their ro- like age and skill finally match up. So... I don't know. Um, I'm just going to, you know, attribute it to just, you know, rust or not rust, but the opposite, right? Like they're, they're like a little still beat up from, yeah, from the playoffs. Yeah. My biggest observation, my biggest observation from watching them is like, they look like they're still at the end of their run on their bubble. Like Jokic looks tired all the time. Just like Dallas. But, but, and he's, he's, he's still putting up, he's still putting up like, MVP caliber numbers this year, like yeah, Jokic has been phenomenal. But all That's those guys are just kind of dragging. And... So Jamal Murray, he's putting up twenty two points a game, but like inefficiently, his uh, um, PR is seventeen and league average is fifteen, which is not good for the type of player that he is. The problem is like you can't have Jokic leading in every statistical category. Like he's not going to last the whole season. He's going to be a shell of himself by the time the playoffs come around. I think they'll still be in the playoffs. I think they'll still be a top five seed, you know, but they need some more contribution. Like, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. has a bigger role in this team, but after those, he's been out, he's been out because of some COVID stuff, some COVID protocols. He's going to miss at least 10 more days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. Um, They're really missing him. Without they, Grant, they too, MPJ. Uh, as much as we want to make fun of Jeremy Grant, like without Grant, they, they really do need him. So I guess if you look at the rest of the supporting cast, do they fall below the Grant line then? Like, did they let the wrong guy go? Because, I mean, Paul Millsap, I love him, but, you know. He's below the Grant line now. He, yeah. Um, Barton? Paul Millsap, you know, I don't Paul know. Millsap is currently <laughs> – Paul Millsap, is, he's, a, he's a big man. Right? He's a power forward, right? Hmm. He's the power forward who currently has the skill set of like a forty-year-old guard. Yeah. Like, he can't do much else. He can't like, do much else. Kind of slow, but like, yeah, has a couple of dribble moves. Yeah. He still he still yeah. has a stroke. He can still get some shots out from the corner, but like, otherwise, he can't really move around and do anything to contribute to the team. Yeah. Um, Gary Gary Harris is still. I was going to bring him up. I mean, like, I thought he'd I have don't a big. No, he has the minutes, so it's not the role aspect. He he has the minutes. I just thought he'd be but better. But he's just not producing, and he's Harris has been one of those guys where you can watch an entire Denver game, and you kind of forget that Harris is on the floor because yeah. he's not doing – he's not really doing anything. He's not even being – he's not being awful. He's not, like, killing the team, but he's not giving any contributions, it seems, as well. Um, do you think RJ Hampton is going to – find his way into the rotation as the season goes on or do you think he's just going to ride the bench for most of the year not this year not this year because i don't think he i mean if you look at how they handled michael porter jr last year he did not porter jr did not start playing until late 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 in the season and he's and a much then, better player yeah porter jr the talent level is so different um so i i doubt we see much of him i doubt they try to push that forward but he's gonna have a couple highlight dunks man he, i mean he's a freak athlete but yeah, Porter plays. Jr. was a if he plays. Yeah, Porter Jr. though like, well, yeah, as to Josh's point, like barely played, and he was he's a much better player than Hampton is at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's not the shit on Hampton. I just I guess I'm really high on Porter. I feel. Do you think because 
you take a chance when you go play overseas, right? Because the talent level is supposed to be better than college. Mm-hmm. And it really dropped his uh, draft stock, which ultimately is better for teams because you get a better gauge of how good they are. But do you think he would have done better if he went to college instead? I think so. I'm like sure. the college I mean, game, yeah, he would he would have scored a bunch. I mean, and again, he's he's a freak, like really strong athletically, and he's not a bad shooter. So, and the the NBA is always undervalued, for better or for worse. They've always undervalued guys who just play abroad instead of going into yeah. the college system. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at Luca. Look at Luca. Luca should have been the number one pick easy, and he went third, and and the rights got traded away to another team after they drafted him. So, oh, so yeah. like. Even example, in those best case scenarios, they always they always kind of down on those guys who don't follow that normal NCAA path. Yeah, I think Lamella, he'll be a solid though, pro. Like, Lamelo went from a fringe lottery pick to like you know maybe like a top ten pick to number three. So that speaks to his dad and his like his ability to like market his sons, man. You don't think? I mean, he, granted, <laughs> he was injured half of the season, but you don't think he balled out? Like you don't think it's no. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think teams I don't think teams watch Lamelo ball out in Lithuania no, play right. that nasty ass basketball and actually no like, not Lithuania so it was it. sixteen like he was sixteen Australia. and he wasn't getting playing time but in Australia, Australia yeah. he no was, I, he I don't out. think I don't know if he balled he, out he had flash he had flash he had, he um, and he still has flash he's he's doing exactly what he was doing there so and he like I think it was his dad his ability to like get his name out there of course and then. Too like Lamelo is very talented, and he's six eight, can pass, can rebound. You know, he's a he's not necessarily a consistently like great player, but he is a very flashy player. So yeah. that flash, if you can get your highlights up on on like Bleacher Report or whatever other Instagram feeds are are huge. Like, but like, the, why do scouts the, care? That's my point. <laughs> teams get owners care. Owners care. Fair enough. Michael Jordan enough. cares. <laughs> he cared. He did. I mean, all the rumors were like, pull the trigger on Lamelo if he's there. So, I don't blame them for taking a swing. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying you should take RJ Hampton over Lamelo by any means, but I do think right, right. RJ Hampton should have been a lottery pick. I also think RJ Hampton, you know, suffered by the fact that Melo was also there. You know, no one cared about RJ Hampton because Lamelo was there. Oh, oh, absolutely. And and RJ Hampton's team was good. Like they like That's they true. had like they had like real people on that team. Uh, like he wasn't getting <laughs> as many minutes because of that. Like he was taking a, a bench role. Like everything was kind of centered around Melo for that other team. Yeah, that's true. good for Melo. That's good for Melo. That team. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Grant. The, the Grant right, guys, line. <laughs> any other any other things that you want to hit on before we wrap things up today? Yes, Lamelo Ball was the Jeremy Grant of the ABL, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait okay who has the better fantasy game tonight Lamelo or lonzo I'm, i told nate um let's put some action on that i think it's oh, lonzo yeah you think it's lonzo, lonzo. I think it's just lonzo. because of the match just because it's like the younger brother i think he's gonna like have a bad game like yeah he's gonna freeze up yeah that's i legitimately think that and i think lonzo's gonna he's already a better defender i think he's gonna do his best to lock him up i don't think he's gonna let him do anything yeah Oh hey, I got I got a quote for he, a second. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Right. Uh, well, go I'm on. just gonna say if 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 Lonzo can't lock him up, he'll definitely get Stephen Adams to just like truck Lamelo to the side. <laughs> oh, I could totally see Lamelo running into a screen. Nasty. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna Yeah, Lonzo, Lonzo will run Lamelo into so many Adams screens. That's gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> be and it's he's not used to trying that hard on defense. So because like because of that, he won't be used to running in the screen. Exactly. He, usually, he's probably like going under him. He's so bad on D, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just lack of effort, man. Well, that's what yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's not like because he can't. It's just like, well, he also kind of doesn't know where to go, though. He's like, I've seen him on yeah, a couple because... rotations, like really, like head on a swivel, yeah, completely mess up a rotation, true. and then like some other team gets a wide open three or a layup because of him. I think that <laughs> the one problem with like their style is Lonzo picked up on it quick though, because I don't think he was like a particularly good defender in UCLA mm-hmm. or anything, but. He definitely realized, like, I'm good at this. I should probably try. Um, Lamelo, I don't think is a smart in that sense, but I think he he could. Uh, I think with Borrego there, right? Like, yeah, that's a good, yeah, first yeah. Coach, you know, from that system, probably values defense. Yeah, think, you know, within a year, he'll get it together. I think he'll get that's in there. in 30 minutes. That's prime time. I'm like, I am so excited to watch that game. You guys already know. I'm gonna put on my ZO twos just to watch. Oh my god, it's only four. <laughs> I'll put on my socks for, to watch. 
Um, <laughs> wait, I, I do want to take a minute to gloat though, because I don't know if I'll have this opportunity again. Um, even though I picked them to go to the finals, Sixers guys, <laughs> Sixers. They look good. The they look good. And B looks awesome. Yeah, I. You know, I, they're doing some of the same stuff they did last year, which is uh, pissing me off. But when it when it's right, it's right, and they look a lot more like the 2017 Sixers than they do the 2020 Sixers. So, yep, I like it. If we can That's get Peyton Pritchard on our team, I, I just think we're we're set. <laughs> is there still the draft, Peyton Pritchard? Dude, I'm I'm a huge fan, man. I've been watching too much of him. And he just hit the buzzer beater yesterday. Hey, that. who's the better, TJ He's... McConnell, TJ McConnell or Peyton Pritchard? Peyton Pritchard's putting up, I don't know, he's giving him a run for his money, dude. It's early. It's only like eight games into his career, but I'll take, he's like way I'll more talented Neto. than TJ. TJ just has to try so hard. <laughs> take Neto, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, okay, when I see McConnell, I just think of him as a less annoying Delavadova. But like, same he's idea. He's better than Delavadova. Delavadova, I think. Hey, has, like McConnell put himself, has, has McConnell put himself into a hospital bed trying to guard Steph Curry? I don't think <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> and he's so not that, as big as Della Vidova, so he probably would have had a hard time against that. Uh, isn't Delhi tiny too? Delhi's 6'2 or 6'3. McConnell's like 5'11. No way. He's under six feet? Yeah, dude. He, play, yeah, he plays so hard, dude. I, I love him, man. He gives them such good energy. Something, something to keep track of as we keep potting throughout the season. Um, we got to keep track of our McConnell versus Pritchard versus McDermott versus Delvado rankings. Make sure you guys have those yeah. things locked yeah. down. Talk about okay? the Grant line. <laughs> <laughs> the Delhi line. Talk oh, about the. That sounds cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I like the Delhi line. I got McConnell and uh, I got NATO below the Delhi line. For and sure. I got McConnell and Pritchard above it. I've got McConnell like right barely above it. And I think <laughs> right Pritchard, at it. Like, like I would say that. Uh, Pritchard is like next in the deli line, right? He's got his ticket. He's waiting. That's where Pritchard is. We just haven't seen enough. So now that the deli line is established, we're going to sign things off uh, for Darcy Fraley, for Juan Aranda. My name is Josh King. We are the last guys off the bench. We will come back at you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Later. Danny Green hate pod? I don't like. No, no, no. Like, no I this think is Danny Green love pod. I, I don't know if it's a love pod. I, like, I, I do like I him. I got love for Danny Green. I'd rather have him than Covington, who I feel like he's replaced in a way a couple years later. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be better this year, dude. He's super streaky. I'm, you know what? Covington can do whatever the hell he wants now. I'm happy for him. I just like really couldn't. I, I couldn't, man. I couldn't. He got paid and then he just couldn't shoot anymore. Very streaky. Same with Danny Green. Yeah. Both good defenders. Not great defenders, but good defenders. I mean, he's a great defender. I would argue Danny Green used to be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm here for that. Covington's a good team defender. I don't know. I don't see him like... like He's not going to be able to guard LeBron. You know, or... I mean, not... not Nobody can guard LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to be able to guard (laughs) Jeremy Grant right now. This guy's an oh, awful defender. He can't. This guy's an awful defender. He oh, can't guard the best player. Right, in the right, right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, I, I just Is don't think he can like stay in front of people. No, I love no, no, that no. being that the line. Like, can you guard Jeremy Grant? Like, yeah, Jeremy Grant's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> I don't know if he can guard Jeremy Grant. That's that's. And Jeremy, and Jeremy Grant's having Grant a good line. year. Let's let's right, publish can we start a paper this? on this. I already hit record, dude. This is all going all right. in. <laughs> This is not going in. This is going this is, in. This is at the this end of the pod. This is at the end of the pod for sure. I'm moving this uh, shit after the it. after the outro or whatever. I'm gonna write an article on the Jeremy Grant line. Yes. It's like the uh All right. what was the baseball player, the Mendoza line? Yeah, yeah. Now it's the Jeremy Grant line. <laughs> the Grant line. Damn, that's like really disrespecting Jeremy Grant. Oh my oh, god. Shit. No, because he's like he's the he's the barometer, right? He's not below his own line, you know. The best uh, worst player. Yeah. I don't know if Mendoza would, would fit that, though. I feel like it's a different line. Mendoza was the average. He was the league average player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was below average, but it's like, how below average are we willing to go, right? 
All right, we're, I, 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 everybody shut up in three, two, one. I'm gonna bring us in, okay? Mm-hmm. No, I feel like we should just start here, man. We gotta Dude. do the intro. We can't just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start us off. Bring us in. Bring us in. All right, three. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Skip. You got coffee over there? Is that what is that? Yeah, it's coffee. Nice. All right. All right. All right, Josh.